Welcome back, folks. How you doing today, Walt? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Football season. I see you repping for your boys. I got, yeah. Are you glad that Saquon got signed even though it's for a year? I'll take it, man. I was like, wait a minute. We we just about at preseason. I could could start repping the football. You know what I mean? Um, I, gotta, I have to get one, man. Because yes, you gotta get you a dolphin man. jersey, bro. Dolphin jersey. That come on. Cheap, I like the t-shirt though. I like your so t-shirt. <laughs> there it is. There, Christmas is coming, bro. I like how you have brought it back when we first started the show. We were just doing this, our moment where we just yeah. chopped it up, whatever's resonating with us, whatever. And then we lost it for a while. For I don't even know why. It was just it just went away. We just yeah. forgot about it. And then, yeah. so I appreciate you bringing that back, man. Yeah. Mine today. What do you want to share, man? Mine today. I've been thinking about, and I just dropped it on TikTok this morning when I was walking Charlie. I, I'm a New Yorker living out of New York now. Been out of New York, I don't know, wow, seven and a half years now. Went by so quickly. And yeah. I still feel like it was just yesterday and whatnot. And, yeah. um, I went through a love hate with New York and now I, now the days I miss it. And there's something that I really miss about it. And I'm just like, what is that? Right. What is that I'm missing? Cause it's not just the people I get to see some of my people here and there. So it's not just the people and it's not the place. So to speak, it's not cause yes, of course it's a big city. It has a lot of culture. It has a lot of food. Like my foodie, it has all of that, the food, the culture, the arts, beautiful cities have that but what is it about? And I think I nailed it. It's the energy, right? Because yes. it's, it has this energy. You could even you could say that because everybody's oh, it's the energy. But what about it? It the energy is such that you can walk out of your building, most 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 likely New York City. I'm talking about. You walk out of your home and into the New York City. You can get swept into anything. Yeah. The you meet someone that is part of this and sweeps you in so good or bad though be careful yeah. because yeah. i've chilled with actors i'm in a cigar I'm in, I'm in a random cigar bar in queens up the block from my crib and i'm chilling with an actor like just chill i'm like what in the hell you know what i mean i'm on the train and actors and, and i went to high school with a, with a shorty that dated Derek jeter <laughs> like what yeah what yeah. you know what yeah. i mean it, this, that, but that's what it is in new york and it doesn't matter where you are in those five bur- you can get swept into something bigger than yourself all right, right? all right bad yeah. but good or bad it can so, be bad so, let ask, so let me ask you on that um so the energies that vibe that new york gives it's just like, ah, one of a kind and I finally watched the new Transformers, which I the Beast Wars one. Yeah, I, okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't originally didn't give it a chance, but then watching it, it was it's like, good. It's it's, yeah. it's it's pretty great. I think it might be my favorite Transformer movie. It, it, there you, you go. I gotta see it again. I was seeing it casually because of that yeah. because I'm all these are all the same, and then something kept pulling me back. Damn, this was this is all right. But there was a yeah. part in there because the brothers were from New York. Mm-hmm. And there was a part in there where they were saying, like, hey, you're this or that. You're from Queens. This is your name. And it's that vibe that New Yorkers have. And it's always the same. If you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And that's the vibe. New York prepares you for life. Because, yeah. like, to your point, 
it gives you all those different experiences, good, bad, like indifferent. Ugly, you, yeah. It's a whole world of things there that you can experience. So, man, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no you know? doubt, man. What about you? So for me, something I want, I was really thinking about while also watching Transformers is like, <laughs> no doubt. And looking at TikTok is is our data, and I, I don't think people realize the cusp or the brink that we're on when it comes to our data being Word. out there. Word. Um, I was watching this thing. I think I shared it with you on TikTok about how our data is gonna gonna potentially become ex- so exposed because they're gonna they're building Wi-Fi router hackers little things that, that can hack your machine in less than 10 seconds. They can get all your data that. So it's going to be careful. We're going to have to protect our data in so many different ways. And it made me think if you're doing something shady, if you're doing something that your family wouldn't be proud of, if you're doing, doing something on the internet, that, that's going to be exposed. So people are going to see that part of you. Yep. So either you have to be prepared to live that, to live by that and say, Hey, this is me yep. because the whole world is going to know here. Because there's going to be people, because unfortunately, there are going to be people who want to use AI and all this technology to, to change the world and expand humanity and stuff like that. But then there's going to be other people who are going to use it to, to expand their reach and help their family and help their goals. And some of their goals aren't good. They It's survival of the fittest. So I just want to let you know, get prepared. And I'm sure there's going to, people are going to come with ways to protect your data, but be prepared and prepare yourself when it comes to your data and AI and, and the exposure that may potentially come with that. So yes, that's it for me. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That's a, you're right. Because it's out there good or bad forever, forever. And, and, and like we were just saying on another show, don't get too comfortable with encryption. Don't get too comfortable with, Oh, I, I do only fans and you have to pay to do that. Nope, because it could be somebody that's paying that's on the other side recording your shit and mm-hmm. about to put it out there on blast. Yep. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't get comfortable with these little things that you, oh, this is encrypted and it's behind a paywall. That, oh, that's going to be exposed. Bro. Yeah, it'll be exposed in a hot second. So, right. you ha- you still have, right? How you do anything is how, how you, you do everything. There you go, sir. So, that's a little one for you. All right, All right. Yeah, let's get into it. What are we talking about today? We're talking about coding from coding. a payroll standpoint. Codes, Oof. like how we set up codes, how we use those codes. What kind of earn codes and deduction codes, codes. memo codes, accumulator yeah. codes. So all the different types of codes that impact payroll and other, the num- other, all the entities, yeah. other entities connected to payroll, so finance, accounting. Yep. Yep. potentially HR it yep. can impact those two depending on how Absolutely. you have certain memo codes set up and deduction codes set up so yeah we're going to get into all of that man so I like first it. you want to go through some of the examples I know we so pay codes mm-hmm. for the for the people who don't know the, the the savvy payroll person or even HR people even even some accounting people know holy trinity yep these codes are right so pay codes that's your reg hours that's your OT your holiday your bonus, your stipend, right? Though typically pay codes are considered earning codes, right? So yes. those things that 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 increase your wealth, your money. The goes yes. to gross calculate. Yep. Deduction codes. What are those, Brian? Those are 
inclusive of two different buckets, actually. The deduction code could be your tax codes, right? Your federal, your state, your locals. and But also deduction is your health and benefits. And deduction, think of the word, it's coming out of your pay, right? Mm -hmm. It's coming out of that gross calculation to hit your net. So those are deduction codes. And then another, another part, some companies do use negative deductions mm -hmm. for payment, but it's always like not tax, a, right? It's a nifty tool, but what's yeah. dangerous is that it's not in the gross calculation. It hits directly to the net. Yes. So be careful. And so many different shows go through my head, like the true payroll crimes, the gross, we were just <laughs> talking about how to. It's about your paycheck, yeah. folks. So for our payroll crew, we started another show called It's About Your Paycheck. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we talk gross. It, it, it hits all these subjects, right? Because you can get shady there with the deduction, the negative mm -hmm. deductions of it. That's why I was saving it because I, I knew I was going to go down a rabbit hole. My bad. No, you're good. I'm sorry right. I brought it up. No, you're good. You're good. Hey. <laughs> so memo codes, right? Those are things like that help. I want to make sure I say this right. And you may, yeah. you may say it better. But so when, it, when you think about the W-2, right, the memo codes, there's some memo codes that need to be set up, the the certain boxes. If it's not set up properly, it could mess up reporting for the W-2, right? Yeah. How those codes are, are, are spit out. It could mess up your how your total wages are by the end of the year. If you, if you don't set up that certain memo code correct, right? Well, because no. So what do you mean by total wages though? Because that should be mapped already, depending on the system you're using. Depending on the system, because like I I know that there's there's codes that and it goes into the accumulator codes. I think. Yeah, so yeah. I think yeah. I'm crossing a little mm -hmm. bit of those when it comes to that. So maybe the accumulator codes are that to that point if they're not set up correctly. Correct. The memo codes are more so the W two end of year stuff, but then accumulator codes are like the things that add up. Yes. Each individual box. Like so your earnings will have accumulators. Your yes. deductions will have accumulators. Yes. Your taxes will have accumulators. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So those type of things, your earnings, all that stuff. So that is what I was trying to say. I see memo code. No, yeah, and you're right. I see memo codes also as a, a custom, right? Yes. Let's say um, your system is not tracking it. A memo mm -hmm. code or a customization code, True. something like that, is a way to track something that your system may not be trapping. Tracking, not trapping, don't trap. That's another piece of good advice, don't trap. Tracking the thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good way for memo codes. It's just like a, it's just basically a custom if you need it. And then Perfect. accumulated codes, what I wanted to say about that was accumulated codes is a great item that really will show how sophisticated a system is because if they're built in already awesome and most of them should be your basic ones should be built in already meaning uh -huh. you don't have to code it you don't have to build it it's there for all the critical stuff right uh -huh. to that point regular ot are if your system is really cool and sophisticated, a lot of these things come in standardized. They're already yeah. there, right? Because you have to have a regular, you have to have an OT. It has yeah. to be calculated properly. Now, there are systems that you do have to build these things yourself. That's why it's it warrants calling out what these things are. Because yeah. if you have that system, I really hope you don't anymore. But I've seen them. I've been a part of building these systems where it's, wait, here's regular. 
yeah, they give you regular, but you have to put in, you have to build the, the accumulator code. What do you mean? There's codes in here that, well, you either add it up in a spreadsheet or the, the system is not going to, you got to build it. And it's what? So anywho, that's why we intentionally call these things out because it could be a separate thing. Or it could be that all of this stuff is standardized and it's all beautiful and there for you. But yeah. that's not always the case, folks. So we're trying to empower you folks to be armed and dangerous to go in and wait, what's this? What's that? Where's these? What's that? So yeah. anywho. All right. Great call out, man. So what are some of the common thinking that we had in regards to setting up these codes? The number one thing that we have listed here, and you can rank these differently from your own. Oh, yeah. They're not ranked. This no, is so, just a list. Yeah, they're not ranked. Yeah. They're not in order. So, yep. Number one, we have accuracy. Yep. Right. Setting up your your appropriate codes, ensure that employees are paid uh, properly for from the pay code uh, standpoint. Their regular hours OT should be dis, uh, distinguished correctly to make sure that everything is good by the end of the year. So that's every code. So your deduction codes. If you have multiple codes in the system for your medical deductions, and there are a bunch, and you select one from another plan, one from this plan. All that those different things, if they aren't set up properly, it can throw off the employee and the company and your finance team is not going to like you too much when no. they do their and stuff. <laughs> and the thing with accuracy in these codes overall to keep mm -hmm. in mind is you either, and it's a balancing act, right? But you got to make the business decision for yourselves. Code proliferation. Did I say right? Proliferation? You want it. Proliferation. Yeah, challenge myself because I know I have trouble saying the word. But anyway, <laughs> you either have a big code library or a small one. Don't yeah. don't force it either way. If you need a big one, you need a big one. It is what it mm -hmm. is. If you're a big organization and you guys make a lot of different payments and you need to track those payments, please code them accordingly. If you're a small organization or a big organization that doesn't have a lot of varied transactions or vice versa, whatever, honestly, the size doesn't matter. It's just transaction types. If you have a lot of them, then you need a lot of them. If you don't have a lot of them, you don't need a lot of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just don't force it either way. That's um, a great point. That's a great point because you're right. Yeah. Companies and payroll teams or whoever is in charge of setting that up can do too much. Mm -hmm. So okay. what's the next one? Appliance. And I see you added a, a subsection to that too that, that falls under compliance as well. So compliance. Yeah. What are you, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. sure. So it's not that an agency will tell you, Hey, you must code it this way. Nope. Uh -huh. They just say, we're going to need a report on this at some point. Yeah. Let me get a, a good example. Compliance. If you get anything from like the federal government, let's say you're part of a, a grants programs or funding program from the government, not for profit. And when I worked in high, some higher eds or non-for-profit, when I was at Columbia, I was a part of a non-for-profit. I would think it was non-for-profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, non-for-profit. And so funding money, grant money, you can use it. Here you go. But they have stipulations. They have, hey, on quarterly basis, I'm going to need to see where you spent that money. Yeah, yeah. So now, yeah. it's like, wait a minute. Oh, crap. If you rolled that great payment into regular, That's if you pu out. 
report if you rolled it into regular, how in the world are you going to report it now? Regular is everybody, yeah. right? So you need a, another, you need grant regular or fund yeah. fed government system regular. Be specific, be intentional about that code. Yeah, but it is important for because there's so much, so many laws out there yes. around deductions, around earnings, around the employee and around what yes. the employer should do. Yes. Yes. There's so many things that fall under this bucket of compliance. and might warrant us doing uh just a show on compliance yeah. for the different levels of compliance that there is because That's a good one. You, really yeah. to, you really have to understand the importance of setting up your coding because yep. it could impact, it could impact so much for the employee and the employer. But yes. Please understand the importance of Complying. Yeah, for real. Let's go. Um, so the next one. No, no, no. That's it. Yeah, no, that's okay. it. The next one is reporting. What are your thoughts on that one? So reporting is a big one, right? Because it's reporting covers accounting, documentation, analysis, uh-huh. tracking, the accumulator part of it, and then ultimately decision-making. Right. So it's a huge, right? So let's see if we could go through accurate accounting, right? Reporting, reporting, like we've been saying, because you have distinct codes, you're able to pull a report based on those yes. codes. Okay. Yes. yes. Boom. So that's the reporting piece of it. The accurate accounting that, you know, that, that comes into how your accounting team now uses those codes to do their work, right? Yes. They may need more, they may need less. Yes. You work with your their accounting, right? Holy Trinity of payroll, HR, payroll, accounting. Documentation, one of the five pillars of payroll. We know documentation is huge. As a payroll professional, you need your documentation. Uh, same example, government funding comes through. We need a report on what you did with that money. If you coded it, it's an easy report to pull. Okay. Yes. Analysis. This is for the, these are for your leaders, right? what happens to the reporting you do you provide it to someone and they do analysis on it and they ultimately make a business decision based on that right mm -hmm. and then tracking again reporting documentation of things you want you know tracking also is good and leads to employee transparency which we'll talk about next ultimately just for your leaders to make decisions based on all of this information yes yeah, bro, great. I, I, honestly, we could probably do a show just on that. Yep. Just reporting and the different uh, impacts of those things. Like, I, great points about that stuff. And at the end of the day, your finance team or your accounting team will appreciate yeah. things being in order. It yes. makes their lives a lot easier. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So the next thing here is auditing. So... This kind of is per a perfect segue from the reporting piece because this is why your finance team, or you as a payroll provider, or payroll processor, do your auditing for your processes, right? That's why you, the, if you're in benefits, you audit, you should do an audit. HR, you should do audit. Like every aspect of the entity that impacts employee or employer should be auditing something yep. to make sure that the data, the coding is set up properly go ahead no no i'm just giving you thumbs up perfect yeah. 
Oh, anything to before yes. we? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I almost, I, it almost became a sub item of reporting. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know what? To your point, it's so important that it needs to be its own bullet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As a payroll professional, auditing is required. You should be keeping your processes honest, keeping your data honest, be a good data custodian. One of my colleagues yes. just called me a good data janitor. I was like, you know what? I will take that. I I'll take that. that right? Yep, I'll yep. take that. Auditing is super important. It It is very closely related to reporting because clearly you're pulling a ton of reports when you do auditing, but there are other audits as well. That it's not just data auditing. All that is important in HR in the Holy Trinity of payroll, HR, payroll, finance. All right. So the the, the last topic before we get to these tips that we have down here, transparency. Something that Brian put me on to um, by Ray Dalio is principles, and Ray talks about radical transparency. To my point about this, it's like having accurate setup so if you think of it from the mind of that book when you have that radical transparency from a coding standpoint it, it allows no wiggle room for doubt so it take it will take constant uh communication between departments to be transparent and think of it from the code standpoint of i need to make sure that i set this up properly and have clear concise Descriptions. So what, what do you have to add to that? Transparency, yes. It's more of an employee experience. It's more of your customer experience, right? Mm -hmm. Whoever's getting your work. Because you may know the code right now on, on the HR ops side for me and on your team. We know the company codes in our system by the company code. Right. Not by the name of the location. We yeah. know the three digit codes and we're like, oh, that's blah, 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 blah. and people are like, what? Yeah. Wait, I don't know about that. Oh, hold on. Yeah. See, now transparency for us is communicating the location and description because now our customer knows what we're talking about. And they're not like, whoa, you're speaking your own vernacular. Mm -hmm. So transparency for me is that is is really. For your employee experience, for your customer experience, whether it be in the report or on their pay stub, on their pay slip, right? That's where they need to see it. And that's what made me say descriptions because it's not the code. It's not the what SG5 code that means something to us. It's what that description says. Hey, this is your yep. – your uniform expense, your uniform bonus or whatever. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's not UBS. What? What's that mean? Boom. So the right, the yeah. description of it is the transparency that we need yeah. to, to for our employees. And it, it really is, again, more about the employee experience, um, yeah. the transparency, right? It's like delivering the finished product because we work behind the scenes in these codes. But now, wait, that code needs a description for your customer. And that's where the transparency comes in. It, it'll it'll help eliminate confusion. Absolutely, right? absolutely. There, there'll be no room for misinterpretation. So MED, if an employee saw that and oh, instead of medical, they think oh, that's my Medicare or vice versa. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. or vice versa. You know yep. what I'm saying? So if you don't have that spelled out with those descriptions, man, it can really throw stuff off. Yes. Yeah. Um, great point, man. Great point. Yep. All right. And, so what uh, are some of the tips we have, man? That's it. So some of the tips, the first one I love that you put is you can reclass codes if needed to help ensure accuracy for the company, meaning I might call, well, oh man, well, I did a bonus thing, but uh, that really was supposed to be a stipend. I'm so sorry. And not a problem because as long as there's no money impact, it's an easier transaction Mm -hmm. to make, Mm -hmm. right? You still should know how to do it. If you've never done it, ask your system support first if you're doing it right. But usually it's a plus and a minus, right? So if I gave somebody a $100 bonus and it was supposed to be a $100 stipend, yeah. Now that trans the fixed transaction is minus 100 bonus plus 100 stipend. Yeah. You're not yeah. just going to go throw in the stipend in there without a minus because now you're going to pay them Again. another hundred dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they got $200. Now you got two transactions to fix. So yeah. we may have an episode on reclassing. Oh gosh. All of this the, stuff for, can be deeper dive. Yeah. yeah. For the payroll professional, because if you've never done that, I've come across people who've been in payroll for a minute, but they've never had to do any reclassing. When you think about reclassing, like, like to 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 what Brian says, it, it's a part of the job, right? Mm-hmm. It's a part of the payroll job. But I think there's been people who have been in positions where only leadership did it. They didn't have oh, to do okay. it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Whatever. Yeah. Like, it's just like, once you have to do this, it's just, just, just think about it. You're taking one code. And transforming it to the other code that it should be. You're adjusting the record so it shows properly for the employee. If I pay somebody uh, under holiday and it should have been reg, I could do negative eight holiday, positive eight reg hours. Yeah, and that should not create any money impact because those two numbers and rates cancel each other out. Right? Well, right. If, if the raise the same, right? If there the we go. The yes. Okay. If the rate is the same. If the rate is the same. Yep, that's right. And, and that's why one of my, what, somewhere in here is, is make sure the math is right. Because, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and ca- so if we can, let's segue to the next one. Yep. The next tip was be careful, right? Using careful. an earning code to refund the deduction code or vice yeah. versa could mess things up. And yeah. I, I, I said how, but Walt just answered the how. Right. That's how it would mess things up. If you you should have done it with this, but you did it with that, then you got to fix it. OK. And while I'll be honest, accountants help me really understand how to fix these things when they I had a great controller one day, one, once upon a time. And he was like, he taught me he's really my first payroll job. I'm going to shout out to Andy Stewart. He not only. Again, my first payroll it taught me so much that I know that I took with me for payroll. But anywho, yeah, yeah. that's how I learned how to lay these things out because mm-hmm. how you put it in, you have to capture how you put it in and then turn it around, whether it be negative or positive. You got to do the opposite of what you did to yeah. put it in to get it out. Yeah. Code, math, saying all of that. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 you're right. You're right. You're like, like you have to be careful. To your point, to for the call out you, you gave me earlier. So if I'm going to do an do an adjustment, it's important that I investigate the employee's record. That yes. I actually go look at it and see yes. because 
maybe there was a, a rate increase that just happened, right? That just happened to pay after the last payroll was processed. There was a rate increase that was done and I go to make this adjustment and I'm trying to correct something, but their rate on the last payroll was a little bit, was a dollar less per hour. And I'm, and I'm trying to adjust it. Ooh, so good this, one. And, and because of a, timing. Yeah. Ooh, that's so cool. It, oh. It's important to look at the initial transaction before you reverse it. That's why I feel like this reclass stuff, man, like we could have a show just best practice for reclassing. <laughs> Some, yeah. And I think, yes, we'll, when we circle, when we debrief about this show, we can yeah. definitely think about what that, maybe it's just a part two and we dive yeah. deeper or di yeah. additional parts to this and we can dive deeper because all of some of these subjects need a deeper dive. Oh, you absolutely. Know what I mean? So, yeah. So, and, and that's where we get so excited about this. We're like, oh my gosh, we can talk about so much more. <laughs> so much stuff. Yeah, so much stuff. All um, right. And the last one, bro. Do you yeah. have anything to say before we get to the last one? Anything else? Reclass. No, I was just taking the notes that we were just saying here. And I said, investigate employee record, capture the initial transaction, and be sure the math is right. I'm going to type it again. I did, I yeah. wrote it here, but yeah, it's correct. All right, cool. Um, so, this last one, I see three words that you put here. That's it. This last part. We could talk about a bunch of stuff, but that this yes. is what it boils down to. <laughs> yes. So, miscellaneous code use. So, most systems have this generic code in their M-I-S-C. Or people it's actually literally build it. Or they create it. Yeah. Right? So I worked at a place, right? I worked at a place. But hold on. What's the tip first? You can the tell the story. First. What's the tip? <laughs> what is that folks should take away from this? What are we talking about? Miscellaneous right. code. Miscellaneous What's the tip? Code. Basically, don't use them. That's that, If we had to give you a professional advice, absolutely, don't use them. Right? That's right. So now we could talk about the the mess. Yes. So like I worked at places that did use them. And some of you may work for places that currently mm -hmm. use them. Those miscellaneous codes, but what it could do, look, so what the reason they use these miscellaneous buckets, and so they call they turned them, is just so for all the stuff that fell through in accounting, like, oh, we couldn't tie this out to this when we did our reconciliations. So we're just gonna throw everything to this miscellaneous bucket and say, okay, hey, we're, we're good. Like those things that fall through the cracks. That's why some companies use that to this day because they're just like, okay, hey, we couldn't tie everything else out, but everything that's important ties out. So <laughs> this other stuff, we just, it is what it is. So that's why some companies still use that to this day. In accounting, that's fine, yeah. not in mm -hmm. payroll. You yeah. cannot have mm -hmm. an earning or a deduction code or a memo code or any type mm -hmm. of code that is miscellaneous. It is abs it is counterproductive. If you're coding something, you need a, 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 an intention. Miscellaneous is no intention. It's, yeah. I don't know what this is because think about it at the end of the year when you report on that. Hey, we paid a million dollars in miscellaneous bonuses. What's that? I don't know. It's miscellaneous. Yeah. Yeah. So so what Brian is saying, what Brian is saying is like the importance of what he just said is like the difference between that use from a payroll standpoint versus the accounting standpoint, which is the books, the general ledgers, the journal entries and stuff like that. 
that could be a difference. I think I, they call I, it I, unallocated or something yes, like that. Yes, not yes, really, like it's it's, yes. it's they don't know what to do with it yet. But holding. But what Brian is so that this goes back to it, right? When you're trying to get someone a refund for a bit a benefit deduction, right? Oh, this person they had a qualifying event, they so they were able to change their deductions and you know update it, and now there's less, but we're we been withholding it at the larger rate. So we have to adjust that. We don't want to use a miscellaneous code to give those wages back and be like, okay, what's that for? What's that for? That that's that's a Brian's point. Like making sure that goes back to making sure that we <laughs> have accuracy and we're in compliance and all this other stuff, and that the employee experience at the end of the day is good to go. What do you want to add to that, Brian? Yes, mm-hmm. a, a a bunch of things. Because mm-hmm. now, <laughs> open up a can of worms. Open up a can of worms. So. You said something about turning codes around, negative, positive, negative, right? You got a uh, a benefit refunds, specifically benefit refunds. You, you, again, you have to capture the initial transaction and turn that same transaction around with the codes. Why? Because if it's a pre-tax deduction and you pay it back, it now is a taxable earning. That goes to the employee. And if the system is set up properly, it's going to do that automatically in the transaction. If it's not, you have to recalculate yourself. That's yeah. a pain, right? That's going to be a pain. That is something that – that this is why we're saying this stuff. Like you have to be mindful. Yeah. You can't just use miscellaneous because you want to – oh, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to give it back miscellaneous. No, because now they're 941 is off their w-2 is going to be off their benefit accruals are off their the the, hey if the company match something in that benefit and pay something to that benefit now you you didn't reverse it the company overspent yeah bro okay you got these little transactions have like a web of impact you that and that's where payroll that's where we come in right this is where we earn our weight in gold Yes, because yes. we're the ones that ha- un- have to understand how these little ripple effects will happen, how these web and in and, 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 yeah. and all different ways that you have to capture. Yes. That's, that's why it's important to do this auditing. Right? Yes. That's why it's yes. so important to do auditing, because if you leave everything to chance, say you use a payroll provider that copies a, 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 takes a snapshot of an original company that you have set up and copy and paste that those deductions over to a new company, but it messes something in the code is messed up and it changes the description or there's no descriptions that are taken over. This could throw everything off. That's why anything that happens that may impact the, the employee, the company that you and payroll have control over, you want to audit all of those things to make sure that things are producing proper records because as we know one of the famous things that we learned is garbage in garbage out if you get garbage data in and you let that garbage data stay in the system you're going to produce garbage reports and and then you'll have to find yourself scrambling to clean it up format and it's just gonna you're just gonna be adding work to yourself so do the work now audit validate your tables validate your, your codes right now Yes, absolutely. Oh, oh, yes. Yep. And and it could be 
penalties involved when we're talking taxes stuff w-2s and benefits there's penalties involved with this stuff if we don't uh do it the right way so keep that in mind it's gonna cost your company money something we need something we didn't even talk about from a coding standpoint it's garnishments and the importance of garnishments because because if you have a different code for a tax lien and you have a different code for child support Absolutely. and you have a different code for a general garnishment, but you use, you're using all different type of codes. Oh, I'm just going to use this code, whatever. Nope. I'm just gonna it can't be a code. general garnishment code. No. You get no. what I'm saying? So like you, you want to make sure that you're using the proper code yep. for the proper stuff because it could throw stuff off for real, man. Absolutely. Speaking of that, there can be coding within the earn code, meaning when you when some systems sometimes when you set up bonus you can hard code the what is it called supplemental wage tax into that so meaning every time i use this code it's going to tax at the supplemental wage tax rate and ignore their personal tax table mm -hmm. you can build that in some systems right into the code so you have this is where the accuracy, the setup, the intention comes in and the understanding of all your codes and what they're doing is important to your point. Well, a garnishment, you can't, yeah. there's no one stop shop for garnishment because you have a tax levy garnishment. There's child support garnishment. There's what is the other creditor student yes. loan. Yes. There's per, some of them impose it on themselves and the companies yeah. allow it nonsense. Yeah. So that's a whole nother thing. So, there's a few different types of garnishments, and those need to be tracked properly because I think we have a show on it too. So go we do it have a show on garnish. That's correct, and but it's worth talking about because yeah. the um, there's also the reason why you need the special coding with garnishment. And great catch, thank you for bringing this up. Is if you get a second garnishment for someone, they often ask, "Hey, if there's another one at in play already." then we will be mindful of that. We will give grace to that and wait until yes. that's done, right? Yes. But yes. some of them I've also read is we're only going to give grace to XYZ garnishment in front of us. Yes. If it's not this, then we are. you need to add this to it. Yes, yes. Some of the, Now uh, they some got of two my, garnishments, right? Yes, some of the, yes, to your point, some of them may say, okay, hey, how much dispose, disposable earnings do they have left remaining? Do they have anything else we can tap into? Mm -hmm. Okay, so set us up. We're going to take this much of the what yep. they have remaining. Yep. Right? That's right. That's right. So this is where, again, being mindful of the intention of these codes. If you need a lot, you create a lot. If you yes. don't need a lot, don't do a lot, right? Yes. You, you build them according to your company's needs and reporting. Yes. Try. You have to think with the end in mind. With, yes. with coding, right? What am I going to, yeah. what is my end user going to need this for? What are my customers going to need this for? Then yeah. I can, right? Something I wanted to add to it about this stuff too is some good systems will alert you when you're trying to do a transaction yes. that is, right, is off. Meaning, let's say you're trying to turn something around, but you haven't paid into it all year long or all quarter as a good one is going to tell you, because it's 941s, mm -hmm. it's going to say, hey, you didn't pay anything to this earn code this quarter. Why are you trying to make a negative balance on it? And yeah. it's going to say, this is wrong. And that's correct. So yes. you either got the code wrong or you need to do it in another quarter. But some systems, point is, some systems will pay it out. What's up, Will? If, 
if a code is inactivated and you're trying to re refund it in the system, some systems yep. will alert you on that too. This code yes. is not active for you yes. to refund. So yep. that's, that's another a good point. Are. Yes. And then that, and that, and we have another show on systems and how to pick systems <laughs> and how to break it down. And I just love how it all ties in. And again, we can yeah. keep talking about it. It's so fun. But that it also lends to the sophistication of the system, right? Is it something that you just buy off the shelf and you're restricted on how you set it up? Is it a very robust enterprise system where you can customize down to the T or is it something in between? So that those basically the three buckets where these systems fall into. And if you're looking for a new system and all of these things are playing in, which it should, you have to, you have to think about this in advance. And I'm yep. why yep. I hesitated is because if you're looking for a new system, you need to go get Anita Latinx book on how to pick your next payroll. And it also how applies to select your next payroll. Yes. How to select your next payroll. It also applies to HCM, right? It's, it's, it yeah. says payroll, but, you can apply the same, same things, logic. same logic to picking an HCM. And not only that, if you really want to learn how to do payroll well and you're a little off and maybe you're new or you want to re refocus yourself and say, am I doing this right? Yeah. You, you can, um, one, check out the news pod because we just dropped some advice on how to make your payroll more efficient. But also, two, read Anita Latinx's book about how to select your next payroll because yeah it's also and i told her this uh, we had we were lucky enough to have her on the show so yeah. check that episode out and i told her i was like it really she well i told her hey it should all it's also how to learn how to do payroll and she's like, oh i should yeah. change the title and i was like you really should yeah she, she should add it to the under the title somewhere and also how to do it right but until she yeah. does i'm glad to advocate <laughs> for it and tell you that because it helped me it, it helped me Where's refocus yeah wow this is how you do payroll yeah so yeah folks i'm good man do you have anything else no nah, man in conclusion setting up and using these correct paid deduction and memo and accumulated codes contributes to overall efficiency and effectiveness at your organization this is why we this is that was the whole point of this right you want to do it right be intentional, transparent, deliver a good product. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, bro. Good stuff, yeah, man. man. Really good All right, stuff. everybody. Check in. Exciting things are coming. Yes. Stay tuned. We're excited. We're your hosts, Brian with the most, and Walter Duncan. Thank you, sir. Have a Get good one. Up. Appreciate yep. you. Oh, so glad we're recording, because if not, that would have been a doozy. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we for, we forgot recording the other day. Yes. This is a, this, but thank God it was like a little quick show. Yeah. It was our is it was our new news pod. So go check that yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but oh my goodness. All right, bye, folks. Later, folks. Thank you for tuning in to It's About Payroll. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.